Any government fans out there? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just recently saw that um, <sighs> last year for the first time. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> like where did this come Have from? Have you ever seen Camp? Yes. Okay. Yes. It was like watching Camp for the second time because the first yes. time I was too, mm-hmm. I wasn't hip. I was sure. hip to it. It was like watching the camp second time. Waiting for government. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was showing the glory of it in, in college. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, if I had found it in college. Yeah. Would have shaped so many things, <laughs> I think. Would have changed so many things. Maybe. I'm going to do this. I'm going to let you guys talk for four or five minutes. Okay. You know, like a nice, wait, like a, government. like a seamless, casual, candid intro, like that sort of thing. I thought about mm-hmm. setting everything up so that, and, and being like, all right, Bessie's just rung the doorbell and she's coming up the stairs oh, and then being like, we're, oh. on the po- we're on the podcast now. Wow. But I didn't do that. Yeah. I also like, who knows when I would have arrived. I take my dear sweet time. We all do. So <laughs> it could have been like, she just rang the doorbell. She's coming up the elevator right now, except maybe like today I decided to take the stairs yeah. for some <laughs> fucking reason. It's hot out. It's outside, but yeah. No. My dog's freaking out. No one knows what's going on. Yeah. Unpredictable. Um, hi, everyone. Hey, yo. Welcome. Hey, hi, My name is David. Welcome to Dress for the Podcast You Want. My co-host today is Megan Greener. Hello. Hello. Sitting across from me. Across. Across. <laughs> Sorry, did I do that to you? No, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm so excited that you're here. Our guest today is Bessie D. Smith, yes. original co-host of this podcast yes. uh, and and actor and podcaster in her own right and Trying. singer and performer and yep. yes. all around success guru. World traveler. Trying. Try World doing it. World traveler. World traveler. Put that on your business card. Yeah. Hi, Bessie. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing pretty fantastic. I'm so so happy to be here. Me too. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna say fuck a lot. I feel like I'm, that's I'm so that's fucking fine. happy to be here. That's just automatically what I was. That's, that's allowed. Great. That's great. You're yeah. Okay to say cool. That. Why should I censor myself? Right? You shouldn't. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, Bessie. I, like, I feel like I'm probably second most excited that Bessie that Bessie is here. Well, where Bessie is first excited. Archie is the most excited. Or maybe he's very excited. Yeah. Um. But like, for those of you who haven't been around since the very very beginning, Bessie was my co-host in the beginning. She when we met. She was my assistant for a while and, and came out of the podcast and um, li- this wouldn't have happened without her. So I'm really, really yeah. excited that you're here. Literally. It wouldn't have happened. Thank you. And yeah. that was just a little over a year ago. It was I almost know. exactly a little over yeah. a year ago. Last it's week was, was a year. This is the 50th episode. Uh, uh, this is the end of season two. Congratulations. Thanks. Congratulations. It's wild. I'm yeah. really excited for this to be a sort of like faux retrospective. Like we're yeah. going to talk about success. We're going to talk about like how it's changed in the past year. Oh my God. That's so exciting. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so great. Wait, yeah. Okay. Well, I remember, I remember when you first approached me for this, uh-huh. you had other podcast projects going on and you're like, I'm starting a few podcasts or I'm working on a few podcasts. I want to start another one. Like we should start one together. And I was like, sure. Fuck yeah. Cause I'd always wanted to start one. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, let's do something around success. But and so, where, so where are those other podcasts still happening, or is this the main? This is the main one right now. This is the one right yep, now. This is the one. So Survived. when we met, I think we were Hamlet isn't dead. Was still doing a Shakespeare podcast. Yes, the quiz podcast. Mm-hmm. It was like a mm-hmm. panel show, and, and the, that was great. Did you guys? I, we did reach, them all. You did them all. You we reached the end of the canon. Nice. Yeah. yeah, We yeah. did them all and James didn't want to do it anymore, so we stopped doing it. I mm-hmm. thought it was a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work. But mm-hmm. you achieved, I mean, that's a, you You saw it to the end. We did. Yeah. Nice. It was great. We actually nice. did a couple extra. We did one on like sonnets and one on, I think, Shakespeare's life. Mm. It was so much fun and talking Dope. about it. Um, 
Um, no, and then I was, uh, I, Alan, uh, who, who mm-hmm. runs the network, Dimly Wit, wants me to do more. I want to do more, and I've pitched some to him, and he wants me to do more, and yeah. I have his enthusiastic uh, uh, consent to Good. do more. Uh, so I'm hopeful that in the fall I'm going to launch two more. Um, but that's that's really about, like, it's it, it, it is hard enough not only getting guests every week, right? Getting guests every week is really tough. So yes. whatever I do, it won't be like that. Yes. Um, but even then, like finding time for just Megan and I to be in the same room yeah. is yeah. really tough. That's I thank you shit. for, we, we rescheduled you like three times Yeah. because you had stuff and we had stuff and I just right. wanted to make sure we could all be here. Well, there are th- and there are many episodes where he's just doing it himself because I couldn't even be there. For right? sure, for yeah. sure. And I'm hopeful like, you know, uh, there there is a version of this podcast where people come back and where I don't always have a co-host or I have a yeah. different co-host and like mm-hmm. I'm really open to that kind of stuff. Um, we're really just going to see how we're, we're taking the next two weeks off uh, nice. of, of recording and we're going to launch season three in August and sort of see how that goes. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, the the real progress has just been sustained, sustained. Right, We've been doing this for a year. Yes. I think that that is the milestone to focus on because within the time frame and I'm learning this as I've been working on my own podcast like the time frames of everything as long as you're staying somewhat consistent and yeah. still producing content for me that's like I'm proud of doing that because exactly. the the challenge or something that I wanted to get from this experience both in starting this podcast and then starting um, my own was which is called Be Real. Be Real yes. behind the grind. Yes, with Bessie D. Smith. Um, but the the challenge was I, I wanted to produce regular content. Yeah. I just wanted to make stuff. It's a good discipline. Right. It is a good right? discipline. It yeah. feels good. Absolutely. Yeah. And so do you wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you yeah. interviewing me right now? Hold on, wait, wait. No, wait. it's a conversation. <laughs> it's a conversation. Question for a question. All right, but I Q for a Q. But I don't know when you left the podcast. The, this podcast that we have a format now. <gasps> I got a very regular question. Oh, there's oh, a format. there's a consistent question that I now. ask at the oh. beginning of every episode. Okay. And then, and then it goes wherever. Do you remember when it used to be that I would uh, bitch about something at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> that was It uh, was the cold open. That's that it. Was, it was just the cold open. It was the coldest open. <laughs> it was I don't have anything much to, to whine about right now. My therapist canceled therapy this morning because he uh, had some dental work done and didn't want to talk to me, but... <laughs> <laughs> He texted me at 8 o'clock this morning and said, hey, fuck off. I hate, I hate you. Well, it's not um, that he couldn't listen. He just couldn't talk back. Yeah. Whatever's not, going on in his mouth. Just I know that he, it's not about you. It's about him. It's all about me. Oh, okay. I was playing board games last night with my good, dear, dear friends. And uh, they kept going like, why are you like, are you, oh, you know, not in like an actually asking the question way, but being like, oh, you're, why are you doing this to me? Or like, oh, do that to him. Why are you doing it to me? I'm losing. And I'm like, it's not about you. I'm not doing this is not spiteful towards you is about me. Just I want business. these points. So yeah. I'm doing it. It really sure. is just business. It's just business. We play Carcassonne. Do, they, do, they, do you board game? Carcass zone? No, not carcass zone. I know, right? It's a French word. Carca- uh, Carcassonne. Carcassonne. Oh. Um, no, never heard of it. Oh, it's no. great. It was so much fun. Is I, it all in French? No. No. I mean, you could. No. No. <laughs> you could do it all in French. That's really up to you. Now, you pull a tile and you put the tile down. It's, it's you make the map of the world, right? Okay. You put these tiles down and you can you have to match them up. You have to match roads to roads and, and uh, cities to cities. And then you put your little people on them. They're little, little wood figurines and they're called meeples. <laughs> and you put your meeple on there. Is and that like a weemie? 
Is what? What's a wee me? Like the wee. Look at the wee characters. Oh, is that what those are called? Oh, there's a fly in here. Um, maybe. But if you put them on a castle or a city, and then you complete the city, then you get points. If you put them on a road and you complete the road, you get points. Uh, it's a dope game, and I didn't lose. I came in second last, but that's actually my favorite. Nice. Uh, position. It sounds very Settlers of Catan. Uh, it is yeah. very, yeah. very not similar, but James says that there are four gateway board games uh, and that Settlers and Carcassonne are, hmm. are two of them. Okay. I can't remember okay. the other two because I was very drunk. Yes. <laughs> gateway the company or like gateway drug? No, ga- sort of sort of like, oh, no, not, not not even gateway drug, though though possibly, but more like if you can play these four games, you can play any other game. Oh, cool. The, the strategies inherent are... are oh. Or in every other game. Okay. Um, that's enough about that. I'm going to ask my question, which yes, is Bessie. Go format, right? The format. Do you consider yourself a successful person? <laughs> oh yes. Oh, I'm not. That wasn't the answer. I just I have fond memories of this question. Yeah. And um, yes, I def I define myself as successful. Excellent. Cool. And I don't give a fuck. I want everybody. Else I should have listened back. Do you think that's what you said last time? I don't think so. No, I think I, I can I can imagine that I, I probably took more a long thoughtful pause yeah. and then said something very vague mm-hmm. and um not really, you know, complicit. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it wasn't great. But now here I am confidently saying that I think I am a successful person. What happened? <sighs> I think I There's your thoughtful pause. There's the thoughtful pause. <laughs> <laughs> There's the I wasn't ready for the follow-up question. Um, I I think, and, and and it's not what happened. I think is what is happening. Great. I am in the process of not giving fucks to things that don't need to be addressed. They don't need Amazing. fucks. You know, that yeah. don't need fucks. You Amazing. know, which I am reading mm-hmm. the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson right now. Do you have that? I don't, but no. I need it. You've got the little book of bullshit or something. Don't you have a bedside book about bullshit? Oh, the, the one that it's you're called that on you're, bullshit. Yeah, the one yeah. that your dad gave me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, nice. But nice. the art that of, sounds good as mm-hmm. well. The um, art yeah. of not giving a fuck. Yeah, I like I like the harsh, aggressive love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the honest truths. Like you know, and is that what this, to the face. Is that what this book is? Quite, quite so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the you know, I like the candor and just the it's it's witty, but it also is it's letting you know what you need to know. I wonder if I would respond to that or if I would just spend the whole book going like no, that's not true. Like, can you give me an example? What's I go a- back and forth. Okay. I go back and forth. Um because the the general the general um consensus or the general theme in the book is mm-hmm. that Everybody's got problems. Mm-hmm. Everybody yes. has their own issues. Everybody's dealing with their own shit. But it's not, the objective in life is not to figure out what makes you happy because you will not find happiness in any material or um, a objective life thing. You know, getting married will not make you happy. Having kids will not make you happy. It's about choosing which problems you are happy dealing with. Hmm. Because everything is going to bring you issues. Everything is going to bring you complications. It's about deciding what you are content with suffering through. Oh, you okay. Know? And so within that, oh, and I'm sorry. And then the second part, of course, is delegating those precious moments that you actually care about something. Mm-hmm. Dedicating that time, that energy to things that you actually care about, to mm-hmm. those things that you are, those problems, those issues that you are dealing with, that you are choosing to deal with. And so in thinking of that, I'm, I'm, I've am i been drawing a parallel often these past few weeks to like 
the struggling artist, Mm -hmm. you know, or the suffering artist, whatever, the starving artist, whatever you want to define yourself as. And I've been asking myself, you know, am I happy living this nomadic life? I live out of my suitcase, you know, Mm. um, travel from place to place. Am I happy? Do I find success in that? Do I find, am I satisfied with sometimes being very, very busy and like not having enough time for personal reflection or my social life or, you know, just time to myself and then switching it up at a moment's notice to being all by myself for weeks and having nothing to do and nothing's coming up. The phone's not ringing. Nobody's emailing me. Right. Am I okay with that back to forth? Am I okay with moving around every couple of months? Am I okay with being a displaced person? Hmm. Man, I would punch somebody to get a week of people not emailing me be nice <laughs> that would be great it'd be nice except for when it happens and then you're like Am maybe I not as popular maybe. as i used to be so let's talk about this because bessie when we started the podcast you were pretty new to new york pretty fresh i like, was relatively. i think i was about six months now. yeah i was I, just I call ending that, that oh absolutely because i think that the six months to the the one year is formative the yeah, yeah. it's when you suffer the most mm-hmm. i feel and then you left me cruelly left. to <laughs> go to thailand i i left for a contract then came back for a few weeks That's and true. left for another contract and then went to thailand, went to thailand. it was like a, it was like a, will she or won't she well, like i didn't know like where i was gonna be you were doing a lot of cool stuff in thailand yeah cool shit how yeah. was that was that was that all expats like what talk talk, talk about that i I loved looking at that and, and i wished i could have known thank more you. and like thank been you more. i didn't yeah i didn't really i thought i was gonna you know, turn it into this huge like blog moment, dear diary. Oh event, yeah, you were because you were nannying and you were gonna do a like right, baby blog. Right. I was gonna do like all I had all sorts of the you know, all of these ideas about how I would record my experiences and share my experiences with everybody. And I feel that in some way I still have a lot of material and like I built up a lot of content over that time that I can release whatever over time or do do what I want with it. But it was the same sort of, so I was there for six months and it was very similar sort of um, assimilation process as to moving anywhere new. You have that, those first couple of months where I basically like slept every day. <laughs> Jet lag was real. And then Ooh. adjusting to this new schedule, I dropped um, my kid off in the morning at daycare and then I had the rest of my days free. Like that wow. was, it was so wild. Oh, it was kid, freeing, but, somebody, but somebody else's my practice kid. kid that's that, what yeah. I call him. Yeah, oh, my practice kid. Nice. Yeah. And so um, Archie's kind of a practice kid. He's mm-hmm. absolutely a practice yeah, kid. For sure. yes. He sleeps mostly. We can talk right? about that. He is. He is yeah. a super practice kid. He just poops <laughs> and needs constant attention. Yes. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. about, right? he's, he's an easy child, but yeah. definitely has moments where we're like, oh, this is what it's going to be like. Yeah, go to the vet and they're like oh he's got something wrong with his tooth and what they're saying is like he's got something wrong with his tooth and what we're hearing is like you're the worst his teeth are gonna fall out what have you done the inside of his head is rotting what's wrong how dare you is this how you would treat your own child. Yeah, right. Megan yeah. sitting over there going like, ah, I'm the worst. And, and well, and then they can you know, he came from my family in New Jersey, and so he had like a New Jersey vet. And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck were those New Jersey vets doing? They didn't notice this. This she said it's supposed to be something that happens over time, and like his teeth, the bulldog's teeth are wearing down. Nobody caught that. I'm That's like, how so that like, dirty reputation against New Jersey yeah. vets has, has come so about. So much happening within a tiny armpit of a state. I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna bring that up when I because I so want so much garbage. I want to raise kids here. I want to raise kids in Manhattan, and I think I'm yeah. the only person that exists that wants to. But I'm gonna bring that up. For I'm Meg, one I'm other be person. Like, Got these good doctors over here, though. Yeah, that's true. So. It's true within a like a, a rock's throw. Well, I mean, distance. the good doctors and that are still mixed in with shitty doctors that you'd find anywhere. Got to weed them out. Yeah, got to weed them gotta out. Weed them out. We got a good vet. She was great. Mm-hmm. We went to Yorkville Animal Hospital. Oh, that whole thing was great. Yeah. We went to Yorkville Animal Hospital. Hashtag exactly. Yorkville Animal Hospital. Mm-hmm. Everyone was so great from reception to the vet to the nurse. We, they had to. They had to <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about Tyler in a second. It's fine. No, I was the one who I was the one who broke away. But now we got to talk about my away. dog's butt. Yeah, let's talk about it. Because they <laughs> wanted to take his temperature in, in his butt. Oh, yeah. Like you do. Yeah, like you and do. And the, the nurse's aide was there. I don't know what she's called. I just heard him sigh. He's like, oh. And I was holding his head uh, so that she could do the butt, and he was too wiggly. And she tried again, and he was too wiggly. And so she's like, we'll, we'll do it later. And so when they do it, like last thing, they're like, we got to do this. And so she picks him up, and she's got one arm under his head and one arm under his, his like, like grundle. Like legs? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And she's and he just she just hoists him up, like, to chest height. Like a, like a big bag of potatoes. And she's just holding him, and he's, like, wiggling. And the other nurse gets in there, and the other nurse has to, like, hold his tail, which right. Stumpy tail, right? Bulldogs don't have a lot of tail, but she's like, his tail's so strong. He's like trying to cover his butt flap (laughs) with his tail. And they finally do it, but it was like, it was impressed. They were like impressed with how tight our dog's butt is. Yes. Well, then, as soon as we were done, he immediately pooped out on the sidewalk. He did poop on the so sidewalk. So I don't yeah. know if he was also clenching because he's like, no, if you Definitely do this, I'm gonna be, it's going to be everywhere. Definitely <laughs> clenched. I have so many things that I want to say. First of all, congratulations. Thank I'm glad you. that he's oh, doing his Kegels or whatever. In his <laughs> yes. Keep, it, keep yes. it tight back there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Keeping it tight, Archie. <laughs> I thought maybe he was gay, but I, may, I mean, maybe he's not. Maybe he is. And I don't like, I don't know. A lot of my friends' cats are gay. Hmm. Interesting. Very homosexual. Yeah. A lot of. <laughs> yeah. Also, congratulations for like how hard he fought before being violated. Technically, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. He got a fighter. Yeah. I yeah. guess. I like... guess. I mean, if somebody hoisted you up to shoulder mm-hmm. or um, chest height mm-hmm. and <laughs> tried to shove something up your butt. Uh huh. But I'm an adult. <laughs> He's an adult too. He's not yeah. an adult. He's a dog. He is also an adult dog. He doesn't. He doesn't get he to is. consent. Unfortunately, another adult mammal. It's <laughs> like know? it's like how you have to take children to get shots, even if they don't want to. You can't. You can't let them go. Like because you know it's better. You know it's best. I know you mm-hmm. got just gotta get a little, a little, right. a little plastic in the in the in booty the every once in a while. We just gotta see what the temperature is in that booty. Just gotta. See I don't how understand how it is down there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't get why we can do temperature in a baby ear, but we can't do it in a dog ear. But I'm no dog. So well, I they're just, gonna shake so. their head around and stuff. Yeah, I'd rather hold his head. Either. I feel like there's then his at butt. least there's, there's more cushioning in the butt because if they're moving their head around and like he'll jerk his head around. He so will. like if you stab him the wrong way in the ear, you're gonna get his eardrum and all that bad stuff. Mm. If you stab the wrong way in the butt, you're gonna get his butt drum. <laughs> butt drum. <laughs> you don't want to touch that. <laughs> his butt staff. Yeah, um. that'll offset the snare. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he's such a good boy. Um, so wait. So you were in Thailand. Thailand. Okay. Yes. And okay. you were so, recording stuff. Well, I want to know about the stuff you were, the the, yes, the okay. stuff you were making. So I think I modified my my definition of success for Thailand compared to 
how I define my success in New York. In New York, I'm oh. very, my reputation, I guess the, the one that I was building for myself was very um, focused around musical theater uh -huh. because that's America. Like that is how I was, I guess, raised up in the performative arts. And so here in New York, a lot of my contacts are centered around musical theater and, um, and just that sort of realm, that niche of the industry. But from day one, since being out the womb, like I've loved jazz, blues, rock and roll, oh, like cool. soul, funk. That's really where my, my soul lies and my profession was just rooted in musical theater. The opportunity to go out to Thailand um, and kind of reintroduce myself into performing yeah. in a different niche was life-giving I think mm. it gave me the opportunity to um to redefine how I wanted to be seen as a performing artist and the type of skills that I wanted to be able to offer and so I went out there and I was set on not doing a bit of musical theater I was like I don't want to do anything um in that regard I want to find something else I want to add another layer and so mm. The first couple of weeks um, was full of networking and networking, networking in within like a more commercial or uh, uh, this, this particular niche was a little bit different than musical theater. In musical theater, you go to auditions mm -hmm. and you go to do workshops and classes and you go to see people in their shows and, and things like that, what have you, um, memorize show librettos and, yeah, sure. and listen to tons of, I don't know, cast recordings and things like that. Mm -hmm. Networking for I was I was trying to insert myself within like the um, like lounge singer bar singer sort of mm. um, niche and so what I would do is I did find an expat community this beautiful melanin expat community yeah. in Thailand so many things that I discovered that I didn't how, how think did you that find I would. them yeah that's my question I okay so I I googled live music venues in Bangkok. Okay. That was where I started. I was like, I need to find some places to go find my people. Like, yeah. So what, you know, so first of all, I think it's like defining what you want. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And you type it into Google and you see what happens. And I found this site that listed like every night music, live music that was happening in Bangkok. Something else that I did not anticipate um, finding in Southeast Asia was a very passionate like deeply rooted love for Afro-diasporic music. So mm. blues, Aww. jazz, they love blues and jazz in, in Southeast Asia. Cause yeah. I went to Vietnam and Singapore as well. Um, and, uh, and where else? Uh, Malaysia, I think. And they all love, love jazz, love blues. Wow. It's so crazy. And so I found, um, I found this beautiful black queen on this site who performed at like a Hilton or, um, a Ritz or something there. I, Followed that to her website. I emailed her. I was like, hi, I am going to be new in like two weeks. Would love to get in contact with you. Would love to hear any advice. You know, I'm also a performer. And so I just want to get What her name? Shout things. her out. Who she oh, is? Coco. Coco. <laughs> I love you, Coco. How can we find Coco? Coco. Her Instagram is at Coco Rousier, R-O-U-Z-I-E-R. -E she does stuff all over Southeast Asia. She travels and everything. And the interesting thing about Coco is she was in a very similar situation, but um, but also different entirely. She, I think, came from New York when she started moving around internationally. And she um, she was an accountant or she worked in like business or some wow. sort of thing. Yes, queen! 
mean? Nice. Yes, I pull up her, her. Yes, pull up that website. Oh, wow. She looks so good. That's a great website, too. Yes. She and she's great at social media through all of this. She is like, so she's she changed her career path. She like dropped what she was doing in America. She decided Whoa. to travel around the world performing. And she does jazz. She does R and B. She does soul. She does funk. She does everything. And so I met her at her, her this one gig and I was like, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. And she introduced me or she she added me to this group of uh black expats that were living in Bangkok, which over 300, which I want to give a shout out to Tori Rogers, who organized that page and who is constantly like doing so much great work to build a community of of wow. black people who have displaced themselves once again and are now <laughs> living and thriving in, in Bangkok oh, Thailand. Follow Coco. Follow okay, Coco. Okay. Go I like her on way. her bio section, part of it is in Thai. Is this Thai? The This Thai. This is That's Thai. That's what I was like. This is Korean, right? That looks, I think that's Chinese. I think uh, it might be Mandarin. I used to know the difference visually between the three. I thought that, dang it. You know what? I bet I can. Thai, I can definitely spot this, That's now. Thai? This is Thai? Yeah, that's Thai. How bottom. interesting. Mm-hmm. I would never have. I didn't know what that was. It looks and it's beautiful. Arabic, right? It looks. It's, I, I mean, think of like the English language. In comparison, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> ugly when written. <laughs> Hideous. Well, I, I I just copied a section and, and I translated your whole page. I tr- copied it and I and I, apparently what I copied was Washington. Wow! So which is where she's originally from? I, that makes sense. Yes. yes. Um, but it doesn't tell me what language it is. Yeah. But that's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. And so, um, what did you do with them? You so you okay. So from there, she added me to the group, and then I started inserting myself whenever I could. I would go to like their social gatherings. Um, inside that group were a couple of other. I mean, these were all sorts of people. A lot of them taught English. A lot of them were digital nomads who were just traveling around the world and like working from their laptops. They were just going and coming as they pleased, um, and. Uh, there were a few people in there who were musicians and performers who had various contracts, you know, or were just doing the damn thing and like just traveling and finding work. And so I would go and I would visit, um, I would go and visit these people at their, their own gigs. And this is kind of the equivalent of an audition for musical theater is I, or, you know, for, for theater or what have you film, I would go visit someone at their gig at whatever bar or lounge or whatever. And, um, I would introduce myself in between their sets and be like, hi, you know, I'm Bessie. I just moved here. I'm a singer. Um, and so I would just love to get to know you and like know about whatever, any information you could help me with yeah. would be great. And if I was lucky, which I was a lot of times, uh-huh. they would be like, oh, you're a singer. Well, do you want to get up there and sing <gasps> something with the band? And I was like, yes, yes, yeah, I would. I and so I would go up and I would, I would, you know, sing one or two songs. And from that, that was like, the audition, wow. you know, and so if they if they dug it, then they would introduce me to their manager, or they would be like, "I'll let you know if I need any substitute singers, you know, or whatever wow. coming up, or introduce me to somebody else." And from there, you know, it would just the process would go on and on. And the things that I learned about, I think, um, I think the theater and like the commercialized performative arts industry everything is prepared for you, you know, like mm. there's so many things that are sides are ready for you. Yeah. Cuts are ready for you for, you know, audition songs and things like that. Are you, you prepared them with yourself? your shows and bars? You like, have your repertoire this. book, you have yeah. your sheet music and everything like that. Preparing things for, for this other niche was a lot more involved, at least for, um, for me as a vocalist, I just learned a lot about how to, uh, 
not reinvent myself, but add on this other skill set, this other um, medium Mm -hmm. onto what the skills that I can offer. And so I learned how to, you know, find keys for my songs and build a set list and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and things like that and schedule my own dates and and find my own bands and negotiate um, contracts and negotiate uh, pay and things like that. And so it was just, it was a great learning experience. I feel overall, I feel elevated in that life as a, as a performer, but I was also able to do like some incredible other things. Like I found myself, um, I found myself moderating, um, like the first town hall meeting of, of black expats in Bangkok. And so we all got together and just talked about things that, you know, questions that we had about like how to thrive as a black person in Southeast Asia when you're so far hundreds and thousands of miles away from your friends and family. I have a question. Yes. How do you thrive as a black person in Southeast Asia? Honestly, staying true to yourself. It's I from being in America, like I think I, I found very similar, you know, components. Mm-hmm. But it's just finding what makes you glow. Yeah. Oh. And then just using that. Use use what you excel at to yeah. elevate yourself. Mm-hmm. Use what you have to elevate yourself. And it, there's no language barrier, no skin color, no religious or um, political differences can take away from the fact that we are all humans just trying to deal with our own problems. Yeah. And so if mm-hmm. you can find a way to connect to somebody else on any sort of level and find a way to either collaborate or compromise or just find peace and walk away, mm-hmm. you know, that starts with finding what you love about yourself. Um, and I've been breaking down on my podcast. I've been breaking down the golden rule a lot lately. Um, you know, as far as like treat others as you would have yourself to be treated. Mm. And it's so interesting how we focus so much on that first part of, you know, treating others blank, you know, right. We don't really, I think you have to start with the second part. You have to start with defining, well, how do I want to be treated? Right. Like what is, the, what is the foundation? What is the standard of that? And that involves looking into yourself and saying, okay, well, what do I want? How do I want myself to be loved? What do I love about myself? How do I want to, want to treat myself? And then you, from there, you know, you elevate yourself by elevating others. I've never thought about that. Let's, th- let's fight about right? the golden rule. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Because I, I want to be treated differently than I want to treat people. Not in, in a in negative way? way, but like in a way of like people have different love languages, right? I want to treat someone the way that they want to be treated, and then I want them to treat me the way I want to be treated. But that mm. doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to treat them. And th- unless I right. guess the, the breakdown of that is just I want to use their love language so that they'll use my love language. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I, no, I, that, I, I, okay. I argued myself into the answer that but you I gave. But love, I love the, I love the, the, what that, represents or I guess what that what that brings up is that we all want to be loved in our own way or yes. we all want to be seen for ourselves who we are and respected in that way or you know whatever mm-hmm. and so if you I, I think part of that comes down to part of respecting and, and treating others the way you want to be treated is communicating how you want to be yeah, treated for mm-hmm. sure communicating effectively is also a big Ideal. I've been focusing a lot on that. <laughs> I have a lot of mantras that I've been circling around lately, and Great. that's one of it. effective communication and precision of language. Uh-huh. So, like, how how are you going to explain to someone, whether it be a loved one, someone you've known your entire life, or someone who you just met on the street, 
how you want to be treated and to approach them in a way where you are clearly and concisely explaining yourself, but also respecting whatever, you know, boundaries or whatever, whatever ideals or values they set up for themselves. That's part of, I think that's the hardest part of, of the golden rule there. You know, you have to see that first and respect that first and then insert yourself. And now you're back. Now I'm back. How has that transition been? Were you able to maintain maintain any of those contacts and networking? Or was it, okay, good. Yes. And what do you do now? So as soon as I got back, well, I guess two weeks before uh, I was going to leave Thailand, I extended my stay. I was supposed to stay there for three months. I so extended did, to did six. the family go and you just stayed behind? They moved. They moved. Like They are they still there. there. They wow. live there. So I they was working the for them move. here. Okay. Yeah, I was working for them here watching their kid. And they were like, we're moving to Thailand. You want to come with us? And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to move there because I want to continue my, my hustle, my grind here in New York. But I'll go help you settle down. So I was there for three months. I extended to six. And then two weeks before I was supposed to come back, I was like, damn, I'm about to, cause okay, cheap, it's cheap as hell there. Sure. You know, Great. It's the, the, and the quality of life is better there. I think because number one, um, I mean, people are still worried about money, but for some reason, like the people are nicer. I don't know. It's, huh. it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. The quality of my life was greatly improved. Sure. My acne was not, but like <laughs> the quality of life in general was greatly improved by living there. It's just hot as hell. Oh, is that um, why? I was like, yeah. why would that be? Yeah. Thing? Okay. But two weeks before I came back, I was like, I'm about to go back to New York city and slum it the fuck out mm-hmm. and like be not be sad for a little bit as it, at, like you do, you know? Um, and just try to, figure out like back to the grind back to the hustle and i was ready but i was like uh i don't want to go back and like not be doing especially anything. if you just had started with the expats and yeah. we're getting things going and i was like i was gigging so i was starting to get i, I was just yeah. starting to get like requests for for a few jazz festivals i was like oh fuck yeah like this is gonna be great i could stay here yeah. mm-hmm. but do will that be better for me in the long run and reckoning with that was a big choice um and 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 kind of realizing i did need to come back here i like to i want to be able to balance my time and like that opportunity will always be there just as when i was like new york will always be here when i left i was like thailand will always be there if i want to go back for sure Mm. so two weeks before i moved back i was like oh what am i gonna do and then someone who i worked with last year um messaged me and was like when are you getting back again i was like da 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 and then a few days later, I got like an email for some materials to submit and I submitted it. I did not think it was very good because my voice was in a different place. I was performing different things. It was very musical theater. I was yeah. like all at the time, all jazz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but I submitted it um, and I got the job. And so the day after I came back, I got back at like 8 p.m. on a Tuesday uh-huh. or a Thursday. And then the next day I started rehearsals for the show that I'm in now, which is called Oscar at the Crown. Ooh. And it is this... What's it, It's called Oscar... Oscar at the Crown. At the Crown. Okay. Oscar at the Crown. I was like, Oscar the Crown? Is he related to Oscar, Oscar the Grouch? The but it's not. It's Oscar at the Crown. It's Oscar the Crown, which is like the the upscale version it's oscar the grouch's upscale twin yeah, brother yeah. Mm-hmm. who got they got separated they got at Prince birth, and but for some reason both of their names are oscar <laughs> coincidence i think not <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing oscar what's oscar, so at, the doing oscar it's at the crown through the probable it is jet lag <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
yeah. Oh God, that was rough. The first, the first week was definitely rough. I didn't think I was going to make it. Um, but it's an immersive, uh, experience. It is a queer club musical based on the life of Oscar Wilde. And it was conceived by, um, the neon coven who I worked with last year for a Rocky horror, uh, workshop remake sort of thing. And, um, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's it's nice to be working on something original and and new, and it's got a it's got a great life to it. Um, and I love what they're doing. We're performing in the back of this gay bar in Brooklyn, which is fucking lit. Like it's just it's a whole new. Honestly, this past year has been a whole bunch of experiences that I never would have imagined myself being in where I thinking about myself 10 years later, you know, when like you, you're a kid and you're like, I'm meant for greatness. And like, or like, I'm meant to do great things. I'm going to do cool things or I'm going to be a cool person, but you don't really have the language or the experiences to define that yet. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so here reflecting on where I'm at right now, reflecting on the successes um, that I have achieved and defined for myself now at this point in life in 2019, I think that, Young Bess would be very proud. Excellent. And I, I remember, uh, I think it was the last time we both chatted with you. I didn't, it was right before you were leaving. Mm-hmm. You were you were telling us where you were at right before you made the decision to come to New York. Mm. So now looking at that mm. and then yeah. being a year or more into having gone to New York, gone to Thailand and come back. Yeah. I'm sure that that Bessie would have no idea. Absolutely. Well, and my line before I moved to New York was like, cause I was in Ohio slumming it out and I was like, <laughs> I could be, I could be sad here and broke here yeah, and lonely here. Or I could be sad and broke and lonely in New York city, but at least I'd be in New York city. Exactly. Right. Why not give it a shot? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just give it a go. Yeah. And here the fuck I am. And you've had All so of these adventures. experiences have been because I decided to make the leap. I decided to embrace the uncomfortable, which is another one of my Ooh. my mantras. I'm gonna need a list of all your mantras. Please. Embrace the uncomfortable. Yeah. What was oh, I the one I just now. said? I just mean like, I'll I'll just I'll just I'll just when's tag them. What's your book coming out? My book. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back to writing. I've I've I haven't really uh, clickety clacked. You know, it's tough. In Summer a while. is especially tough. It's tough. It's yeah. tough, especially. And let's talk about you know like the breaking down the. The logistics of success, okay? Like, <laughs> there are those moments when you're, I think you're doing well, or maybe you're not doing well, you're on the brink of something, you're mm. working on some really good shit, you're mm-hmm. like, I have all of these great ideas, and then getting the active impetus to start executing said things, mm-hmm. especially when you have a grocery list of solid, wickedly good ideas. Yeah. Which one do you pick first? Yeah. You don't pick. You just do? They just one of them picks you, right? You just do it, right? Okay. You find someone who's willing to start a success podcast with you or you true. find someone who's willing to start a speaker yeah, company like, with is you. It true. You. Is it true. the one out of all of them that's bothering you the most or the one that's making itself the most obnoxious? I always think it's the one that's easiest, right? It's like anything mm. that I've ever written and written to completion and people people 
use that wanky phrase about like I'm, I'm receiving it and like I'm not I'm not yeah. I'm not writing it. It's like coming from the gods <laughs> end of my pen. I mean, but that's true. That's, like, a, very, yeah. that's a very ancient understanding of what creativity is. It's, true, a, it's a little true. genius that flies above you, and yeah. when it knows that you need it, it's like okay, all right, here I am. All right, and then lightning strikes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. picking, and you become the vessel of it. Picking, yeah. is, picking is not a part of it. I think I think it just happens. Okay. Okay. Follow up question. Great follow up answer. So once that thing does pick you. If it's a long-term thing, say like mm. uh, writing a book mm-hmm. or starting a blog or uh, uh, starting a podcast or writing a new work, all things that I have done at some point, mm-hmm. tried to, started to do, you know, mm-hmm. when you start down that road, when all the obstacles and the, the barricades start presenting themselves, mm-hmm. the little hiccups along the way, the distractions, the deadlines that you know you're not going to be able to make, mm-hmm. the other interests or opportunities that start um, approaching that you're like, ooh, I should really take advantage of that right now. Or like there's this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm going to have to put this on the back burner or on pause so that I can focus on this. Once all of those things, elements start coming into play, what drives you to either decide to continue on like this thing is worth continuing and and putting on hold but then coming back to or or slogging through it and doing everything at once and multitasking or deciding this just needs to that's go a tough to question and something that i've yeah. asked and like and my mind gets broken down to an even simpler component of that is just like how long do you stick with something that's hard before you just say Yes. Maybe this is hard because it's not meant for me, or maybe this is hard yes. because I'm doing it wrong, or maybe this is hard because I should be doing something else. And I don't have an answer to that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think hopefully the answer is very similar to the other one of like, we've been doing this podcast for a year, mm-hmm. and we've been doing this podcast for a year because it's always worked out, right? Yeah. People have always stepped up to be guests and always found time to do it, and people have stepped up to help edit, and like, I think it just... It just happens. And then, yeah. you know, the other podcasts haven't because they just haven't yet. Sure. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, I did assume that you would have a brilliant uh, and articulate answer. Yeah. You having started several podcasts and being so much wiser than me. Ask me after um, Nick another year. Give me another year. <laughs> I'll, give you another, I'll give you another year to to kind of, for it to kind of grow on you, for you to reflect on it and think about it and plan your answer. You know what we'll they check say? Back. You got to do four seasons. Of a podcast before you really do a, p- a podcast. Is that what they say? That's what they all say. <laughs> is that what they're all saying? No, what they are saying though is we're almost out of time, and I gotta ask you the last question. Oh my god, are really? Yeah, for sure. We're we are Damn. we are almost there. Um, but I feel like oddly enough, um, the question I think you've answered a lot, and I wonder if we can just get like a summation about it. it's just sure. like, do you have any advice about success? Mm. I feel like a lot of the things that you've said have been very advisable, mm, which I, yeah. which I, yeah, such very, a very good, this, <laughs> very good, keepable sound bites of Sharing good, mantras good, and good, good. I think this question is really when my mantras are gonna come into play. What's um, your biggest piece of advice? Um, well, so the last time I was on the show, it was embrace the uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I still stand by wholeheartedly. Yep. Um, recently, I've been uh, trying to quiet my own impulses and uh, my own instinct and listen to that of the universe, Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck that means to you, Mm -hmm. you know, listener. Um, 
just, you know, yeah, listening to the universe, talking to the universe, setting intentions, you know, setting your intentions, saying that I want to do something. Archie set an intention to take a nap he is right snoring. now. He is I don't know snoring. If you, I don't think it's getting picked up, but. Oh, that's too bad. He is snoring so loudly. It's the soundtrack to my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but setting intentions and then letting them, letting a little piece of them go, keeping it in your mind, but, but like keeping it active enough to to meditate on and to to think about but then letting the world around you work its magic and when those opportunities present themselves present themselves hold on tightly let go lightly I like that. That's what we say. I like that. Ooh. Hold on tightly keep, let go keep lightly. Keep your I heard some from someone keep your head above the stars. Oh, What's that right? mean? Oh. So you can look down on them and say, I mean, fuck I you, think, stars. I think it's my understanding that like don't operate from a lower level because that's when you're going to be drowning Ooh. in your own mm. very human, mm. very flawed shit. Yes. Um, and I'm taking it as understand that huge, bigger, unseen forces are at work. So keep your head above the stars rather than below them. I like yes. That. I like that. I yeah. like that. I used to say a lot, um, feet on the ground, head in the clouds. Mm. Because I like the balance of, yeah. of staying grounded, having a foundation, but also not constricting yourself from thinking loosely or thinking mm-hmm. lightly, you know, yeah. um, which leads into, you know, lean in, lean into, lean into your impulses. Once you've let the universe, you know, once you've communicated with, with the universe and the powers that be like lean into that, engage with the people around you, engage with your community or your, your tribe or what have you. And then the last one, what should the last one be? I just had it in my head. Oh man. Fuck. Um, <laughs> We could do a cliffhanger. <laughs> the cliffhanger. Still learning. I'm still learning. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, just, just, I don't know, live your life. Like, let it happen. Just let it fucking happen. Yeah. Is, like, is, is there anything from your, uh, your experience with the expat group that you keep with you that you function by? Mm, yes. 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 One of my recent guests on, um, on the podcast. On Be Real, Behind the Grind. <laughs> Our Archie audibly farted. <laughs> did he? I missed he it. Did. He did. Oh, I didn't he did. even hear it. I was His body is going through changes. And uh, Bessie. <laughs> oh, thank you. His body is just, it's doing its thing. He's, he's letting re- it work. He's relaxed. He's relaxed. It's a good sign. He's relaxed. He oh, was, he's awake. He was holding on tightly at the, at the vet, and now he's letting go lightly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of my last guests on, on my podcast, um, Bianca, she... Uh, she said something just very uh, simple and profound, uh, which I love, um, which was protect your time, protect your energy. Hmm. And I love that. I love that. And, you know, just just being able to uh, to guard that and know your worth was another one. Knowing your worth, um, knowing the skills that you can offer and also how much people should be offering you yeah. for yeah. those services. Um and then protecting that, defending that, you know. Uh, and I, the last one actually, okay, this is the real last one. The real last one. Because it's yours actually, <gasps> um, which I've kept in my head oh my so much. It's both of yours. I, I, I consider both of yours. But um, I've, I've kept it in my head um, for the past year is uh, don't rush. Ah. Don't rush. Is that not yours? Yeah, it used to be written on this this cork board oh. here. Or you said it, no. You said it in the first podcast episode that I did, which was with you and me. Nice. And it was it was Don't Rush. It did used to be one of my, so when I lived in a, a studio in Harlem, 
That's I what it was. wrote on the wall. Yes. Oh yeah, and one yes. of them was never never rush nothing nothing was ever accomplished by rushing yeah yeah when you rush it's when breathe. you rush you make mistakes hmm. breathe is a good one breathe yeah, yeah breathe what you have on the cork board yeah um but yeah don't rush the, especially for for creative types and and entrepreneurial types who have so many ideas you know as Louis C. Carroll said yeah, I think of six uh, impossible things before breakfast yeah. you know mm. just you have so many ideas you have so many impulses and it can be sometimes hard to navigate through what is usable or yeah. what is feasible, um, what is possible at the time. It doesn't mean you can't go quickly. It doesn't mean you can't go quickly. You can, you can do things fast. Absolutely. Quickly. Absolutely. Don't rush. Yeah, don't rush. Don't rush. There when you do difference. do it, do it with purpose yeah. and intention yeah. and authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you will know that because the ease will be there. Yeah. You know, like a duck. Off of Swimming water. on the water. Oh, okay. yep. The feet underneath are going. But above the water, they're just gliding. Above the water, they're going. All right, let's wrap it up. My name is David Andrew Laws. This has been Dressed with the Podcast You Want. My co-host, Megan Greener. Hey. And my guest. I just I just adore you. I'm so glad you were here. Bessie D. Smith. This was great. Thanks so much for being here. Um, Thank you to Dimly Wit for having us on the network. You can go to dimlywit.com to hear this podcast as well as others like... Oops, like bad examples yes, with Jessica Romano and Tracy yes. DeMarco and uh, the Dallas People Alive and the last quarter and Below the Fold and lots of lots. Of, you'd think nice. I was looking at a list, but I'm not. Nice. And um, follow them on Instagram, which I do. On Facebook and Instagram yes. and Twitter. You can do all that good stuff. Thank you to our Patreon donors, Laura St. Pierre, Patrick Marin, and Dr. Michelle East, who, if you've got a sec, I think we're going to try to record some bonus content for real okay. quick, just afterwards, or just real quick. Because um, I've been really bad at, I've been, so, 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 I've been really bad at Patreon stuff. Uh, you're supposed to, like, get extra stuff for being a Patreon donor, yeah. and I think these people have so far just been doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. Oh. But uh, that's a big season three um, goal of mine, is to nice. really, like, buckle down little sound bites we're gonna send them some extra stuff after this um you can be a patreon donor if you want you can go to patreon.com slash dress for the podcast and then you can you can donate to this 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 podcast and i'll send you extra stuff and that would be nice wouldn't that be neat because my patreon donors are great and i want to um take them all uh ice skating is what i want to do with my patreon donors i I thought you were gonna say lobster dinner for some reason ice skating is just as good Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know what you'd do first probably ice skates no skates than dinner ice skating build up an appetite go get some lobster yeah yeah yeah, that's what i want to do for Mm -hmm. sure um Mm -hmm. other than that uh i don't have a tagline yet we're working on that too then we got r&d working on a tagline for the podcast but for today it is dress successfully or else or <laughs> or which which side are you dressed? <laughs> or else we'll <laughs> shove a thermometer up your <laughs> clenched butthole. <laughs>